It's all going to zero against Bitcoin. It's going up forever. You're against Bitcoin. You're against freedom. Yo, good morning. We are back. It's another episode of Simply Bitcoin. Of course, I am hosting this. Nico is still on his honeymoon or he's handling some stuff. Whatever. He'll be back tomorrow covering some big news. But man, on today's Simply Bitcoin, we're going to be talking about El Salvador again. Nayib Bukele's El Salvador just stays winning. You know, there's been a lot of talk on Twitter that El Salvador, you know, are, are they doing what we all think they're doing? There's been talk that the volcano bonds would never even happen. And even to the point that Naibu Kelly trolled everyone on Twitter when the news hit yesterday that the Volcano Bond had gotten regulatory approval from their Digital Assets Commission saying, win Volcano Bond. Well, now we have a date. Well, rather a rough date. We know that it's probably going to get fully approved and deployed Q1 of 2024. Which really makes me wonder just how bullish 2024 is going to be. We're seeing a perfect storm. We're seeing so many moving parts happening and lining up at roughly around the same time. We've been talking about Bitcoin ETF constantly. It seems like Q1 is when that gets dropped. We're seeing Naib Bukele roll out the Volcano Bonds Q1 of 2024. Guys, if you're not bullish for 2024 and 2025, I have no idea what you are seeing or what you are thinking because it's looking like a perfect storm. And it's going to be a great, great time. And also yesterday, El Salvador also announced its Freedom Visa, trying to attract more high net worth individuals to El Salvador. So crazy times, amazing times. We'll cover all of this. So welcome to Simply Bitcoin, guys. We are your number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution. We cover breaking news, culture, and memetic warfare. We bring on Bitcoiners from all around the world, from the biggest names to the everyday Bitcoiner. We will be your guide through the separation of money and state. And I really think you're going to enjoy today's show. We have a special guest. I think this is going to be an epic, epic conversation. I might have to roll them back a little bit so we don't nuke our YouTube channel. But the one and only Alex Setsky, how you doing this morning? Good to have you, bro. I'm really excited to talk about this article. So maybe let the people know what the article title is and how you've been. What's up, brother? Good to see you again, uh, as usual. The article is called Uber Money, and it's um, it's a uh, I'll say it's like a homage to Nietzsche. I've been on a Nietzsche rabbit hole recently, and I felt like I've I've been for a while wanting to do a piece with um, that kind of looks at Nietzsche's philosophy of excellence, basically, and see how that applies to Bitcoin. And in particular, it reminded me of the. The remnant piece that I did a couple of years ago, which obviously did the rounds back in the day, and I wanted to write something with a similar energy. So that's the premise of this um, of this piece. It's a Nietzschean look at Bitcoin and what I believe Bitcoin will really represent in the world, which is not helping the little guy or the average guy, but helping the best. Oof. Already getting spicy. Well, I love it. I love this conversation. And of course, I'm not alone. We brought back our boy, Chris Alemo. Actually, let me let me get my notes. How did how do I introduce you? Bitcoiner, friend, lover of all beasts, small and big, Chris Alemo. How are you doing this morning? Glad to be back. Happy to be here, Appy. 
<laughs> Let's go, bro. Well, uh, you know, Nico's got you working for us now. So while he's away, we hold down the fort. Anyways, let's get into the show because this is going to get, I think we're going to go long. Well, guys, probably no meme review because I want to give Svetsky a, a big, big platform to get into this conversation. And it's hard to get through everything in 15 minutes. So we're going we're gonna to cover a lot today, guys. Let's get into it. The Bitcoin Numbers. Is your Bitcoin in cold storage really secure? Is your seed phrase really secure? Stamp Seed's do-it-yourself kit has everything you need to hammer your seed words into commercial-grade titanium plates instead of just writing them on paper. Don't store your generational wealth on paper. Paper is prone to water damage, fire damage. You want to put your generational wealth on one of the strongest metals on planet Earth, titanium. Your words are actually stamped into this metal plate with this hammer and these letter stamps. And once your words are in, they aren't going anywhere. No risk of the plate breaking apart and pieces falling everywhere. Titanium stamped seeds will survive nearly triple the heat produced by a house fire. They're also crush proof, waterproof, non-corrosive, and time proof. All things that paper is not allowing you to hodl your bitcoin with peace of mind for the long haul stamp your seed on stamp seed all right guys we made it easy for you scan the qr code do not leave your seed phrase on a piece of paper in your sock drawer like every single one of you guys is doing out there if you don't have it in titanium. All right, let's get into the numbers, boys. We are in Clark Moody's dashboard, of course, bitcoin.clarkmoody.com. Let's get into the numbers. Of course, we are at block height of 820,887. The Bitcoin price is currently at $41,005, which means the sats per dollar, aka how much Bitcoin you can buy for a single dollar, aka how much a Bitcoin is worth right now for in a dollar? It's 2,439 sats or uh, for the bit maxis in the chat to trigger them 243 bits the total percentage of bitcoin that will ever be issued is 93.18 percent the market cap in fiat terms is 802.2 billion dollars the realized monetary inflation taking fiat currencies to school is at 1.75 percent the bitcoin versus gold market cap is at 6.01 percent almost at 10 percent you see slowly but surely you see that climbing guys the total public lightning capacity is currently at 5,012. 0.79 BTC, the hash rate the last 90 days. It's going absolutely nuclear, 454.2 exahashes. And the pending fees, look at that, guys. It's starting to uh, starting to get a little normal. We're at 11.99 BTC. The blocks to having is currently 19,113 blocks to having. And it seems like we are going to potentially hit the meme date of April 20th, 2024 for the having. All right, guys. Now... We've been constantly talking about this idea here, and I wanted to play this video because it angles perfectly into the El Salvador Volcano Bond news. But one thing, first and foremost, is just the idea that Bitcoin messaging is starting to go everywhere. And you can see here we have a clip of Crusoe Energy, and it's on 60 Minutes, like 60 Minutes is doing an interview about Crusoe Energy using Bitcoin mining to help reduce harmful emissions in Wyoming, though there is some very interesting framing in this and and i want you guys to recognize it is they hardly ever really use the idea or the words the framing of bitcoin mining they 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 frame it as data centers and it's just it's hilarious i think and ironic that when you say data centers instead of bitcoin mining 
it, it doesn't have the same dirty connotation that we've constantly been battling all year. We know all the FUD coming out about Bitcoin mining. And now we're seeing that 60 Minutes, one of the biggest corporate press sites in the world, media conglomerates in the world. They're talking about Bitcoin mining, about it helping the environment and all that good stuff that we constantly rebuttal, all the FUD that we constantly destroy. And every time they do this, when they say data centers, it's like, oh yeah, this that sounds very normal. This is very good. And they even talk about it in AI and like no one bats an eye. But when you talk about Bitcoin mining, you know, we're out here boiling the oceans and we're destroying the world. But you say data centers and they're just like, yeah, whatever, this is fine. All right, anyways, let's watch this video, guys, and, and let's check out this framing. One thing I can share is that it's a state that's very welcoming to innovators in the energy space. Kali Kavnis is co-founder of a company called Crusoe Energy Systems. About five years ago, it decided to tackle the problem of flaring when gas produced at oil wells is simply burned into the atmosphere. If you could capture it all, it would power about two-thirds of Europe's electricity. It's a very large amount of waste. And we're just burning it off. We're burning it off because there's no pipeline there. Kavnis and his colleagues came up with the unconventional idea of putting a small electricity generating power plant right where that gas was being flared and wasted. What we do is we tap into that gas line, we bring the gas over to a power generation system, and then that generates electricity, and we take that electricity directly into our on-site data center to power hundreds or thousands of computers, and then we network the computers to the outside world with fiber or satellite internet to get it off-site. So you take a data center and just basically put it on top of the wellhead? Exactly. It's a, it's a modern data center in every way when you're standing inside of it. And then you step out the door and you're in an oil field. Crusoe Energy first used those electricity gobbling data centers to mine Bitcoin. Now, most of that computer power is being used by artificial intelligence companies. The first place to let them try this in 2018 was Wyoming. That's not necessarily an idea that everyone's going to embrace automatically right off the bat before it's been done before. Wyoming was. They invited us to come do it for the first time here. We did it at a small scale. We proved that it could work. And that helped us attract the funding and the other projects that have helped us scale to where we are today. How many of these um, centers do you have up and running currently? We're approaching 200 by the end of the year. We'll have about 200 of our modular data centers deployed throughout the United States and now internationally. So how do you assess your environmental impact? So today we're operating at a scale of more than 20 million cubic feet of gas per day that would have otherwise been flared and wasted. We're preventing that flaring. It's on the order of several hundred thousand cars per year being taken off the road in terms of the avoided emissions impact. Are you trying to send out a message to the rest of the country, even the rest of the world? If you have a renewable or a climate-friendly idea, bring it here. Bring it to Wyoming. Love to. We, we want to be part of this solution. There are some really remarkable things that if we stop talking about what we shouldn't do and start talking about what we can do and how we can embrace that future, and that's what we're dedicated to here in Wyoming. Absolutely incredible. And and guys, like everyone in the chat saying, you know, uh, first they just say data centers instead of Bitcoin mining. They're saying uh, computer power instead of electrical power. And it's just so funny how once it gets on 60 minutes, you 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 tweak a few words and it's like, oh, this is this is fine. What are they talking about? And even uh, guys, and I, I saw everyone on Twitter say like, uh, oh, wait, are they saying that they're no longer mining Bitcoin and they just gone full AI? And it's like, I don't think that's what they're saying. They're just saying. Saying like AI seems a lot more palatable right now to the average person. They're like, oh, the world needs AI versus us Bitcoiners. We're like, yeah, we're boiling the ocean. Who needs this digital criminal money laundering, whatever the hell they call Bitcoin now. But as my boy, Mike Hobart's been saying for a long time and we brought him on the show and, you know, he's constantly beating this drum. 
And he goes here on tweet, like I've been saying, Bitcoin mining will have a far faster and greater breadth of reach and societal impact than the monetary aspects will. And most of society won't even even realize it for years and decades. And we're seeing that even the corporate press is rolling this out. And they're like, wait, we could actually help the environment. As long as you don't use this Bitcoin mining phrase, like it seems like we're actually helping the world. But I'd like to get Svetsky's take first because I'm sure it's, it'll be a little more contrarian than mine or Chris's before we jump into this. Uh, Svetsky, what's your thoughts on this? Of course, you've been in the game for a long time. Of course, we've countered this FUD for years at this point. And I just find it interesting that we're finally hitting mainstream in a big way. And they're saying what we're saying, just they tweaked it a little bit. So it sounds a little nicer. What's your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've got a contrarian viewpoint here. I think the... They, they know, I mean, the, the mining is just profitable. That's it. And, you know, the AI stuff, it's profitable for now. Like, I will tell you, being someone that's actually building an AI company, I'll tell you 99.9% .9 of the AI stuff is fucking fluff. It's bullshit. It's, um, I'm sorry if I'm swearing already, but, like, it's, it's just overhyped. We're going to have another AI winter, mark my words, in the next year or two as people start to realize that, most of the stuff AI is actually useless for. Um, there will be another massive winter, and guess what is going to suck up all of that extra capacity? Bitcoin. Um, so this is, um, you know, Bitcoin's got a far more important role to play with respect to uh, energy usage. You know, sound money is way more important than any and all of the AI put together. Um, it does, doesn't even. It's not even in the same galaxy of importance. And, um, you know, if, I mean, it'll, it'll just be poetic to watch the nerds kind of make, um, you know, make data centers more palatable uh, and in the process. Uh, I mean, th that's actually like the article that we're going to talk about today is part of the energy edition for the Bitcoin Times. And literally the Bitcoin Times energy edition is dedicated to a discussion around these topics. And there's a piece in there specifically one from Marty Bent, one from Gideon Powell about uh, human ingenuity. And the other one, and most specifically, is uh, by Andrew Myers, who runs a company called Satoshi Energy, which is similar in some sense to Sonoda. They're, they're helping energy companies price their energy in sats and be paid out in real time. He's doing some incredible stuff, and not only in America, but around the world. And that narrative is starting to change because at the end of the day, like energy has a cost and you know bitcoin provides the best way to monetize that cost and that is specifically going to have a way better or way bigger and more profound impact on energy markets than any ai ever will but let's just use ai to our advantage in the meantime love it love it and and Alex, right, right as you're talking, I, I just realized that the whole theme of today's show is energy because your article goes so deep into energy, energy money. We're talking about energy in El Salvador, volcano bonds. We're talking about Crusoe energy. And and before I go on, uh, by AI winter, do you mean like uh, like a bear market in AI, like a you know less less uh, less buzzwordy? Is that what you're talking about? Hundred percent. Like AI goes through a winter every decade, right? Like there's this hype that. Oh, AI is going to transform everything, blah, blah, blah. This hype stemmed from the development of what's called transformer models, which have enabled us to produce coherent syntactic language uh, in, a, um, in a computer. But the, the thinking was that this is going to transform everything that it touches. And the reality is 
far more narrow than that. This is going to impact a couple small verticals. Um, and the out of the 100 ideas that people have that AI can do with inform models, probably one or two of the 100 uh, in terms of are going to prove to be fruitful, which means we're going to go through a period where AI is going to be boring again. All the money, all the shit that's being invested, no one's going to give a fuck. And we're going to go to something else. Interesting. Interesting. What's, what's your thoughts? Uh, and again, then I'll go over to Chris. What's your thoughts on like the AI that we see publicly is less advanced than what might be privately, you know, behind the scenes and what some governments have? Or, or do you think it's just not as far advanced or as far dangerous as people think? That I fundamentally believe. But also, what, what, what do we mean by AI? Do we mean just like algos, tools, like Probably, um, you know, that there's nothing new about that. Like the fact that the the tools and the tech that governments and everything like that use behind the scenes are generally, I mean, in some some cases more powerful, but in many cases also, dude. Like, if you want to see really shit software, um, go look at what governments are using. So it's 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 a mix, man. <laughs> love it, love it. All right, uh, Chris. Let's uh let's go back a little bit. What's your thoughts on all the energy debates, and and further just seeing the Bitcoin signal spread to sixty minutes? Yeah, I mean they were very crafted that they never mentioned Bitcoin at all during that. They kept saying data centers or mobile data centers and all that. Uh, I kind of want to attack onto what one thing that Svetsky was saying. I think all of these like VC buzzwords just go in cycles. It used to be virtual reality, then alternate reality, then ICO, then blockchain, not Bitcoin. Now it's AI, you know, even a couple of years ago is big data. You know, they just go in these cycles of them just trying to rinse and repeat and launder money, you know, good for them. But in the opportunity of them getting distracted with the next new shiny thing in Silicon Valley, you have opportunity to cheap uh, stack cheap sats. Right now, Bitcoin's at what, 41K US dollars per Bitcoin. We haven't hit our all-time high. You know, we were at the lows of uh, 15.5 or whatever it is. There's all this opportunity while all these other idiots are running around trying to like fleece noobs or trying to basically just fleece their investments on other people. Um, so this is opportunity. It's time to look at hard money, uh, stack sats, improve your setup. And uh, yeah, I think Bitcoin's going to be the winner long term. Yeah, 100%. Can agree more. Where it's... Man, it's so it's so easy winning in Bitcoin. All you got to do is save in it and and don't get distracted. Anyways, guys, before we get into the news for today, make sure you hang out with us in Nashville 2024, July 25th to the 27th. We are taking over Nashville. I'm super excited to go down there. My boy Nick can't mind keeps telling me that I need to get down to Nashville. Well, I'm finally going to do it next year in july anyways guys let's jump in actually you can use a promo code simply get yourself a discount we tell you this constantly you guys yell at us every time a conference comes around like it's too expensive bro well get your ticket now it's the cheapest it will be and you even get a discount if you use a promo code simply anyways let's get into the news guys the daily news I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Foundation Devices. It's self-custody done right. They built a premium grade hardware wallet called Passport right here in the US. It's fully open source and verifiable. It's the most intuitive Bitcoin wallet designed with a UX reminiscent of a simple feature phone. 
so you will know how to navigate it and use it the moment you pick it up. Get your Bitcoin off exchanges and into your, into your own hands in just a few minutes. Experience the peace of mind that comes with taking ownership of your own keys. After a massive sellout during Bitcoin Miami 2023, the Passport is back in stock at foundationdevices.com. Bitcoin only, open source verifiable, completely air gap security model, gorgeous design craft, premium grade materials. If you're thinking about getting your Bitcoin off exchanges, this is the one for you. Check out the Passport link in the show notes below to learn more. All right, guys, I still have a bone to pick for, with Nico about that ad. We need to fix it. Don't think about taking your Bitcoin off exchanges. Do it today and scan the QR code so you can get to the website. Nico's been been off the grid for a minute, so we, we haven't been able for, to update that ad. All right, anyways, anyways, enough trolling of Nico while he's away. So we saw yesterday some pretty big news come out of El Salvador we covered the volcano bond in the past, so I'm not going to go fully into the the nitty gritty behind the bond. But I want to talk about the fact that we finally may have a date for when it happens. And there's been a lot of talk on Twitter about like, oh, it's never going to happen. This is all just kind of like clickbait. This is all like, uh, you know, just marketing for El Salvador. Well, we finally have a date. And here we got Bitcoin Office SV, which is the National Bitcoin Office OMBTC of El Salvador under President Nayib Bukele's official Twitter. And it goes, breaking news, the Volcano Bond has just received regulatory approval from the Digital Assets Commission, the CNAD, and we anticipate the bond will be issued during the first quarter of 2024. This is just the beginning for new capital markets on Bitcoin in El Salvador. And then again, even Nayib Bukele has been seeing the trolling and he tweeted, what, 20 minutes after this announcement on Twitter, win Volcano Bond. And I think, you know, even even Nayib has seen that, hey, people on Twitter, you know, they like to take the contrarian takes, they like to troll, and even he trolled back. So you just love to see it. Anyways, we're over here. I have it from Yahoo Finance. They did a little little write-up about it. So El Salvador's Bitcoin volcano bonds approved, set to launch in early 2024. El Salvador's highly anticipated Bitcoin bonds, also known as volcano bonds, have received regulatory approval and are scheduled to launch in the first quarter of 2024. The approval for the volcano bond was granted by El Salvador's Digital Assets Commission on December 11th. El Salvador made history earlier this year when it passed legislation establishing the legal framework for the Bitcoin backbone on January 11th. So, hey, it took all year, but finally we know when there is some light at the end of the tunnel. The Volcano Bond aims to address sovereign debt obligations and finance the development of El Salvador's proposed Bitcoin city. According to OMBTC, the bond will be issued on Bitfinex, which is, uh, you know, you guys already know Bitfinex. El Salvador, known for its Bitcoin-friendly stance, has been actively pursuing initiatives to leverage the benefits of Bitcoin in addition to to the volcano bond the country recently launched a one billion dollar bitcoin mining project and that's not all but before i get into that you know stacy herbert did a tweet she said with the regulatory regime for digital assets now fully established in el salvador the volcano bond has just received approval and it's expected in the first quarter of 2024 but that's not the only news that dropped yesterday we got this article from our boy javier bastardo on on twitter or aka crypto bastardo and he dropped this article on forbes so not only did we see the volcano bonds get approved yesterday and we have a, a end in date, I guess El Salvador also unveiled its freedom visa to attract high net worth to hopefully channel $1 billion to continue its transformation. So let's get into this article real quick and we can check this out. And I'd, I'd actually like to get some, uh, you know, my, my guest takes on this one because it's, uh, 
I think it's kind of interesting, but also as an average Bitcoiner, you're like, I don't know if I really want to buy this one, but it's it's definitely angled towards high net worth individuals. So what am I talking about? El Salvador invites Bitcoin millionaires to rebuild the country. El Salvador unveiled its Freedom Visa program, aiming to receive $1 billion through donations targeting 1,000 high net worth individuals who allocate $1 million in the country to receive the program's benefits. This initiative is part of Bitcoin strategy the government of Nayib Bukele has been following since declaring Bitcoin legal tender in 2021. The Freedom Visa was announced on December 7th and will put only 1,000 applications yearly. The program offers a path to obtain Salvadorian citizenship, citizenship and a passport for the donor and family members. The participant should make a non-refundable $1,000 payment to start the process. If they approve all the requirements, then they have to complete the addition of $1 million to complete the paperwork. Experience M security in a Bitcoin lifestyle by adopting El Salvador as your home. El Salvador has been reborn as the land of economic liberty, but this is just the beginning. Come help us build the future you want to see. And then, of course, you know, we've been talking about this all year. It does seem like El Salvador is becoming Bitcoin country. We talk about it all the time here on the show that, you know, as Bitcoiners, if you're treated bad by your country, then there will be other countries that will want you to come to their country to invest in them to pay you know your 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 everyday taxes so that you can continue to help the country improve though as you see even Javier acknowledges that there are critics uh, this freedom visa seems to be pretty expensive there are some cheaper alternatives but I think this is one of those things where like if you love what El Salvador is doing, then maybe you would like to as they say you know donate to El Salvador and I'm guessing be giving the red light the the red carpet treatment in El Salvador. But again, as you see here in this article, there there are some cheaper ways. And shouts out to to Katie the Russian for Plan B. I'm sure she might be a little contentious all this. I'm sure there are some cheaper alternatives to this. But it just goes to show that as Bitcoiners, if you are on the Bitcoin standard, people will want to have you come to their country. We are seeing the sovereign individual thesis play out in real time, that if you're treated bad by one country, another country will gain your favor and your approval. Yes, you know, it's it's a, it's a high mark right now, but I think moving forward, we're gonna see more and more countries do the same or similar things. So before I go on and before our chat starts calling me a status, uh, Svetsky, what's your thoughts on this? I mean, it's good. It's a good initiative. I think it's too expensive. I think you can get much better citizenships for a million bucks. Um, you know, Salvador is on the up and up. It's on the rise. I have a lot of respect for what Bukele has done in terms of turning the country around. Is is Salvador a place that I would um, seek to get a passport? Uh, I mean, let, let's answer it two ways. Would Salvador be a place that I seek to pay a million dollars for a passport? Absolutely not. Um, would I even want an El Salvador passport? Maybe, um, you know, maybe five years from now, maybe 10 years from now, right now, I guess at least for me, it's not that enticing. It's not a very strong passport. Um, but look, it's a fantastic opportunity for those who do need a second passport who have the capital um, and, you know, don't know, um, you know, don't have other opportunities, you know, to get a secondary passport. So, you know, and, and I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of perks that um, that come with buying this sort of passport, uh, you know, being one of the 1,000 that are, 
you know, that purchase the freedom passport or freedom visa or whatever it's called. I, I you know, I'm sure there's going to be some other perks that come with that, you know, in terms of connections into Bukele, et cetera. So, so I'm sure there's going to be like some ancillary benefits. Um, but yeah, like for me personally, it's, you know, I don't find that that interesting because I have like many citizenships already. So that's it, you know, I'm, I'm good. Soft flex, soft flex. But yeah, I'm sure there will be some perks that that will be announced uh, with this Freedom Visa moving forward. But in the meantime, I, I think it just goes to show that as as a Bitcoiner and especially what we're seeing coming out of America and, other, and what's coming out of the UK and the EU is like as first world countries start to abuse their citizens abuse bitcoiners other countries are going to try to gain their favor and el salvador naib bukele is leading that path anyways chris what's your thoughts on all this and and maybe even the volcano bond i'm sure you have a little more insights on the volcano bond i'm sure you've been covering that for a while what's your thoughts on all this uh yeah i mean i i kind of agree with Svetsky. i don't think i'd pay a million dollars to get citizenship there i know uh sf hoddle said in the comments though that you can get citizenship to el salvador for a few hundred dollars you have to wait five years though and it's a longer drawn out process uh this program is particularly for high net worth individuals yeah. so like like um like uh, Svetsky was saying it's like yeah if like if you want to get in and probably have perks by doing so i think that, that makes a lot of sense uh, for the volcano bonds, I'm excited to see where this goes. Obviously, it's kind of a long-term project. They were talking about volcan volcano bonds probably t a year and a half, two years ago at this point. So it's finally cool to see it finally almost get across the finish line. Obviously, once the bonds get issued, it's going to be building that uh, billion-dollar facility, basically using geothermal heating in order to power Bitcoin mines. So uh, we always talked about how renewables are only really viable uh, with the uh, investment of Bitcoin. So it's going to be see cool to see like hydroelectric or solar or wind or flare gas or whatever it may be kind of getting bootstrapped with uh, Bitcoin mining. Uh, so it'll be very, very cool to see a geothermal uh, energy being used to mine Bitcoin. And I think that that's going to give El Salvador a leg up, definitely creates jobs. And uh, I'm excited to see this project take place over the next few years. Well, I, I think what's most exciting is just like we're seeing... What we've been talking about play out in real time, and I know we want it to happen faster, but like every country in the world, if they're smart, if there's still some people out there that think critically will want to gain the favor of Bitcoiners, because as we're going to talk about right now with Svetsky, we have the best money in the world, which means we are going to be the best people in the world, whether they like it or not. So let's get into this. But actually, before we go on, guys, get in touch with Kaboom Racks. My boys over there at Kaboom Racks, they will sell you ASICs. They will buy your ASICs. They will host your ASICs. My boy, Alex, will probably convince you not to buy any a6 but if you're thinking about bitcoin mining if you want to know what's going on with the industry at large with what's going to happen with the having get in touch with the guys over at kaboom racks join their telegram group and they will literally give you white glove service i they're they're one of the best in the business and they're some of the coolest guys out there so get in touch with them guys kaboomracks.com or get in their telegram group t.me slash kaboomracks anyways let's get in the culture because i want svetsky to give us a i'm giving it as much time as possible so we can talk about this article so let's get into this the daily culture Brought to you by swanbitcoin.com. Swan is the best way to build your Bitcoin stack with automated Bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases serving clients of any size from $10 to $10 million. We love Swan because they incentivize self-custody and dollar cost averaging. What are you waiting for? Visit swanbitcoin.com today. 
Let's go. All right, guys. So uh, as you can see here, I have an article from Svetsky. It's on the bitcointimes.substack.com. It is called Uber Money Nietzsche's Missing Ingredient by the one and only Alex Svetsky. I highly recommend you read this. I'm, I'm sure we're not going to even cover everything in this article, but I really want to start with the quote that you started this article, Svetsky, and then I'll let you go where you want to take this one. And I think it's a great quote. So this is Frederick Nietzsche, and he goes, "For believe me, the secret for harvesting from existence the greatest fruitfulness and the greatest enjoyment is to live dangerously. Build your cities on the slopes of Vesuvius. Send your ships into uncharted seas. Live at war with your peers and yourselves. Be robbers and conquerors as long as you cannot be rulers and possessors. You seekers of knowledge. Soon the age will pass when you could be content to live hidden in forests. Wait, when you could be, yeah. Soon the age will pass when you could be content to live hidden in forests like shy deer. At long last, the search for knowledge will reach out for its due. It will want to rule and possess and you with it. Svetsky, what is this article, man? I, I think, you know, you mentioned the Bitcoin remnant, which was one of the articles that absolutely slapped in the past. It's one of my favorite articles. But this new one, you said this might even be more contentious than the Bitcoin remnant article. So what is the point you're coming across? Or rather, let's start with how did you get to this point to write this article? I mean, I think this is um, this is something that's been in the making for a while. Uh, I, I don't know how many Bitcoiners are familiar with Nietzsche. I think Bitcoiners in general are more familiar with um, with you know people like... Uh, Hopper and Mises and all that sort of stuff, but I think there's a big, 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 big uh, missing piece with um, with Nietzsche's philosophy, which I believe I, I've come to believe now, having gone down the Nietzsche rabbit hole, that his philosophy is some of the most profound stuff ever written, ever thought of. And and, and the funny thing is, he's just so misunderstood. He triggers so many people. He triggers the people on the left, on the right. He triggers Christians. He triggers you know Austrians, libertarians. He triggers fucking everybody. And um, he's like the ultimate, like if he was alive today, he'd be the kind of guy on Twitter, just like when someone posts something, he'd like probably just, you know, subtweet them, say like, dork, loser, you're fat, you know, like he, he just, he, the guy was a fucking troll, like he was, um, he was brilliant, he just like, uh, you know, he, he was just the ultimate troll of the philosophers as well. Like, you know, Europe was in the golden age of like its glory and everything like that. And he just like basically came out and just slaughtered all of the, um, all of the philosophers that everyone held like, you know, sacred. <laughs> he's just like, this guy's a loser. He's a faggot. He's a moron. <laughs> he just like destroyed him. So anyway, he was the, he was the original uh, toxic maximalist, uh, I think. And anyway, as I've, as I've sort of gone down, the, the Nietzsche rabbit hole. I, I just I found another person who far you know well before my time who had ideas that reminded me of what I wrote about in the remnant piece. And you know if for those who don't recall, something I spoke about in the remnant essay was this idea of the masses don't matter. What matters is like a small committed uh, elite group of people who are excellence-oriented, who move the needle and act like the, the, the tip of the spear, right? And, you know, this triggered a bunch of people, but obviously landed well with others. And I, you know, I gave voice to this idea, this instinct that I had in me. And 
going down the Nietzsche rabbit hole, I, I found someone who had an entire philosophy developed around this idea of, you know, master and slave morality, um, around excellence, around greatness, um, around, you know, quality over quantity, which is one of the themes in the essay. So, yeah, I think, um, you know, I was able to kind of gather all of these thoughts, um, particularly also because last year, or sorry, this year I spent, oh shit, actually, yeah, 2022 and a bunch of this year I spent writing The Bushido of Bitcoin, which is a new, uh, the book that I'm launching next year. And it was just sort of pieces of all of this came together. And uh, yeah, I had to write an essay for the energy edition for the Bitcoin Times with like Marty Penn and all those other people. And this this was what came out of me. I was like, okay, let me ask a different uh, question about energy. And what I focused on was not on mining or coal or oil or, you know, the, the, the sort of the tangible uh, energy stuff. I asked about, okay, what is it that animates human beings? What is vitality? What, what, is, it, what is it that makes us fucking alive? And I, use that as the the basis or the or the cent one of the central threads uh, of the essay and then yeah i made a case for why something like bitcoin uh brings forth what might be the vision that nietzsche spoke about 100 150 years ago love it love it and, and i think one of the the central themes of your article is this idea that you know, I, if anyone's familiar with Nietzsche even a little bit, then I'm sure they've heard about like the Ubermensch. And I love how you connected the idea that Bitcoin is what facilitates the Ubermensch and creates the, you know, the highest being of the, of man. And it's being propelled by Bitcoin as energy money, as you've been talking about. Sort of propelled. I don't want to say propelled. I think it's um, a necessary uh a necessary ingredient, right? So, like, I, I spoke about this on a Spaces uh, last week with um, with Parker Lewis and stuff, and we we're just saying, okay, what what does Bitcoin make possible, right? Bitcoin makes possible not just the uh, the preservation of purchasing power today, right, or for yourself. It makes possible the preservation of one's wealth and the passing down of one's wealth generationally. You know, we you guys talk about it here on Simply Bitcoin. It's Bitcoin is generational money, right? It's generational wealth. And what is the point of passing down generational wealth other than to enable your descendants to be greater versions, to be greater people, right? And this is, you know, this is, I fundamentally believe a um, something that the West has been um, uh, brainwashed on. You know, we have this view that somehow the royal families were the... Um, were the worst people and all this sort of stuff and that they were the inbreds and all this sort of stuff. And it's such fucking bullshit. Like the royal families, you know, the ancient monarchs, even the medieval monarchs and all that sort of stuff, like they literally built civilization. You have Florence today, like an entire city built by the Medici family because over generations they set out to build things that would not only uh, outlast their lifespan, but would even just to build them take longer than uh, their lifespan, right? These churches, these medieval cathedrals and stuff like that. And this kind of thinking requires uh, generational wealth be passed. And it requires like, you know, I'm going to say and people will get cut about this, but it, it, it requires uh, 
strategic breeding and requires you to think about who you want to marry, who your kids want to be, how to educate them, how to raise them, like being able to pass on not just, you know, wealth, but ideas and everything that sort of comes with that. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's a topic you can't discuss uh, openly these days because you start this, you know, people call you a Nazi and a supremacist and all sorts of strange shit. But, you know, the, nothing, nothing great was ever built really in a single generation. Like, you know, some things, yes, but the, the test of something great is how many generations does it last? Like, how long does it last? And if it's something that sort of comes and goes in a single generation, it's, um, it may not, you might not call it a failure, but it's um, it's not the success that it could have been. So uh, to sort of tie this back to um, to Uber mentioned Uber Money and, uh, and Bitcoin and Nietzsche, is like he, he, long before we saw the fall of the West, you know, we are all seeing the fall of the West today and we're all pointing at it and we're like, oh, it's because of 1971 or it's because of the central banks. Nietzsche saw it long before that. He saw a decay in the culture uh, being established and you know what he pointed at was the equalitarian ideas that were starting to sprout up fundamentally inspired by movements like uh, the french revolution and communism he said we are you know and democracy as well he was a mad democracy hater and he said look we've got these ideas that are infecting the western soul and the direction that this is taking us we're going to end up in an age where what he called the last man and the last man we call today, you know, I called it the lemmings in my article, or the masses, you know, we call it the NPCs, right? Um, the sheeple, whatever. He said, we are going to establish a world where the NPCs basically make up the mass of civilization. He said, it's going to be people who, uh, you know, live cynically, you know, the ones who they, they scoff at greatness, you know, they believe that everybody should be the average man. And you know, he said that the, the energy of civilization is going to be that which tries to bring everything down, like crabs in a bucket almost. But he said with that, with that, you know, as man erodes into this last man, from that will rise a new archetype, which he called the Ubermensch, which, you know, kind of roughly translated from German into English is the overman, you know, the, the next man. Um, and he's, he's, uh, his argument here was that this is not some single individual, right? Uh, although it could be embodied in someone like a Napoleon or a um, or an Alexander the Great kind of archetype, right? But the Ubermensch as an idea is an archetype of person. It is an archetype of being that is different fundamentally to that which came before it. And and I joked about this in a previous essay a couple of years ago that I wrote the fire Bitcoin teleportation piece. And I spoke about, I said, look, you know, the way the world's going, humanity is going to bifurcate into two things. You're going to have, um, you're going to have homo hystericus, you know, like the people wearing fucking masks and taking a subscription, you know, jab versus homo bitcoinicus, which are the people that are going to be homeschooled, eating meat, fucking raw dairy, getting sunshine, training in the gym. Like, you know, you, you're going to fundamentally have two different types of species. And the funny thing is Nietzsche was literally talking about this. The last man, homo hystericus and Ubermensch, Homo Bitcoinicus, is like the person who over a series of generations just basically diverges from this fucking lemming, right? It becomes a, a different kind of person, aristocratic in the true sense of the term. Aristocratic means, uh, uh, I believe, um, let, let me make sure, I don't want to fuck this up. I want to get the, yes, yeah, Aristos in Greek means best, 
and kratia in Greek means power. So like power of the best or rule by the best, right? There's the there's the mean. So like I think we're gonna have a new aristocracy emerge, and I think you know the the one of the key ingredients for making all of this possible is the existence of something like Bitcoin because you need to be able to pass wealth on generationally in order to build upon the capital base that came before you. So anyway, long rant, but um, you know, it's important to understand the Ubermensch is a new archetype that stems from the fertile soil of shit which humanity has fucking devolved into. And for that to occur, something like Bitcoin, I believe, needs to exist. Love it. One of uh one of my boys over at Bitcoin magazine, Joe Rogers, we we have uh memed it into the idea or the frames of propagating your memes. And by that, he literally is saying, like, you're when you make children, you are propagating your memes. And this is what everyone is doing. And like I know, I know when Svetsky says this sometimes, you're like, wow. Uh, and you even say it in this article right here, and I and I want to hint on this. It's like this may be unpopular, but I like this right here. You know, the formula is simple. Strong individuals equal a strong society. Weak individuals equal a weak society. And someone quote tweeted you in our chat. And you even said like, this might be the most unpopular belief of this whole article, but I really want to get into it because I think it really sums up everything we're doing. I say it all the time, you know, get yourself physically fit, mentally fit, spiritually fit, because what we're really doing here is we are propagating a new meme on humanity right now. As we have seen for the last, I don't know, hundreds of years, humanity humanity has devolved into this weak, complacent man beast that uh, lets the lets the unproductive class literally uh, be parasites on top of him, and we are all asleep at the wheel. Anyways, let's get into this article. This is Fetzky's words, not mine, guys. He goes, most people think that Bitcoin's greatest contribution will be to lift the masses up and help the weak, quote unquote. While that will likely occur, not for the reasons you think it will, it's my unpopular belief that the more important contribution and impact to mankind will be that Bitcoin makes the strongest stronger, the best better, and the most powerful more powerful. And just to give you guys the caveat, he even writes, I can feel, I can already feel you squirt as you read that line so please read it again then allow me to clarify why this is a good thing and of utmost importance so Svetsky on the show why is this a good thing and of the utmost importance well I mean you you said it just before right the formula is strong individuals strong society weak individuals weak society right and we are not suffering the civilization today is not suffering because we have strong individuals at the helm we're suffering because we have weak individuals at the helm. People have a really poor relationship to this idea of power. Power is agnostic, like technology. Power, uh, power corrupts the weak, not the strong, right? And this is really fucking hard for people to get their head around, right? Christine Lagarde, Klaus Schwab, these kind of fucking people, uh, you know, Justin Trudeau, whatever you want to place in there, right? Just like Greta Thunberg, whatever you want to put in there. These people are not fucking strong. They are weak. They are fundamentally weak. In order for them to exist and to subsist, they need to cheat. So, and, and I say this somewhere in the essay. Um, I say, like, the the stronger fighter doesn't enter the ring and um, beat the other guy up while the other guy's got his hands tied behind his back. You didn't prove you were stronger. You won by fucking cheating, right? And I think we've spoken about this on a previous essay, right? Like the strong man doesn't step on an ant and say, I am king. 
you know, I'm strong. I stepped on a fucking ant. No, bro, you're a loser. You stepped on an ant. Congratulations. You know, like the strong man doesn't, you know, step into like the under 12s, you know, boxing ring and beat up a bunch of children. It's fucking work that way, right? Like, so the strong seek to, you know, to, to carry the maximum amount of responsibility that they can on their shoulders. And they seek not to wield power for power's sake, but to wield power for, you know, something higher, whether it's God, whether it's family, whether it's country, whether it's glory, whether it's whatever, right? So it's so something of that nature. Whereas the weak, they, when they, they get a taste of like some power, it literally corrupts them because it's the only thing that gives them significance because they have no other meaning or significance in life. And then they use it to step on anything that is then less powerful than them. And, and that's, a, that's a, it's a very important paradigm shift. It's not that power is bad. It's that who holds uh, the power and who has access to the power uh, determines whether the power is channeled in an effective way or not. And, you know, the, the general sort of um, litmus test to this is like power being channeled towards greater vitality, greater life, greater civilization, or is it being channeled towards stealing, right? Is, is, is the fact that you have power like, do you, like Alexander the Great is a, you know, is a, is a fantastic example. Like when he captured Darius's family after the first battle with the Persians, he had them in his power. He could have killed them. He could have used them for ransom. He could have done whatever the fuck he wanted. But instead he said, they will remain Persian royals. And he had his army carry the entire fucking um, royal tent. They, they, they literally, they got treated better than when they were with Darius. And by the end of it, Darius's mother said, Alexander is my real son. You know, after being captive, apparently, um, for many, many years, traveling through uh, Persia, like he, he, he didn't need to, you know, hurt somebody uh, weaker than him. So it's like, it's a, it's, a, it's a different energy. And I think we as Bitcoiners need to start understanding this nuance because it's extremely, it's extremely important. And I, I guess I'll, I'll finish this sort of thought with one thing. It's the whole point of Bitcoin's existence and I don't know if I say this explicitly in this essay or not, but I believe is to make the game fair in such a way, and this is why I specifically use the words, the strongest, stronger, the best, better, not the strong, stronger, but the strongest, is that it will make the cream, the best of us rise to the top. And it will mean that like those who cheat, to get to the top, they're not the strongest. They will not get stronger. They will actually get weaker. This is what my words mean. It's like really important to understand this is that, you know, you, if you strive to be the best on a Bitcoin standard, you will become better. You know, if you strive to be the strongest on a Bitcoin standard, you will become stronger. And like that paradigm shift is very, 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 very important to sort of click uh, intellectually speaking. And, um, and that's how you build a strong civilization. You don't do it by bringing everybody down to the average. You do it by enabling the best to rise up and they uh, lift everybody else. Yeah, one, one more kind of quote that I think sums up what you're saying, because it, it does sound harsh to people. I, I can imagine people being like, wow, 
this Svetsky guy is very, he's an extremist. This sounds horrible. But I think you sum it up with a perfect, perfect, I don't know, meme here. It's like Bitcoin aligns us towards excellence because it puts a real and accurate price on time and energy. It encourages a life affirming approach to living. And I've seen this, I think fiat is the complete opposite. It, it's, you know, we say it all the time, like fiat is a death cult and Bitcoin is a life affirming cult. If you want to use the framing of cults, it's like, I think I say it all the time, like as a Bitcoiner, I think it is the utmost importance to get yourself physically fit, mentally fit, spiritually fit, because what we're doing here, we are in a battle right now. It is orange versus green. It is not left versus right. It is about those that believe in becoming the best version of yourself and saving in Bitcoin and those that believe that looting is okay. And I don't know about you guys, but I don't like to get stolen from. And I think this is what Setsky's saying here. It's like, do you want a new paradigm shift? Do you want a new operating system? Well, Get yourself to the best of your abilities and save in Bitcoin and you will succeed, which is not the game we live in now. It's not the best that succeed in life. It's those, as you say, that lie, steal and cheat the best that eventually climb up that ladder. And if you don't frame it correctly, then people start to get emotional about this conversation. It's like, guys, this is life affirming. If you are alive and you believe in anything that is good, then you should be a Bitcoiner and you should want to be the best version of yourself. Any thoughts on that one, Svetsky? Totally. I mean, I'm just going to echo what you said. I'm curious to hear Chris's thoughts. Yeah, I was going to bring him in too. Chris, what's your thoughts on this? Are we uh, way off the Overton window? What's your thoughts on this? No, I think uh, Svetsky's article has a lot of great points. Uh, one of my buddies over at Bitcoin Magazine, Nolan Bowerly, uh, he's been on the news desk and he does uh, good, um, oh my gosh, the, the breakup in the mornings on YouTube. Uh, and rumble and such and basically he t his twitter handle is count btc and basically he's his whole show is about breaking up with fiat and embracing bitcoin his thing is you can't value your time your effort money um on a fiat standard because it's something that central banks can literally print for free and at Aussie. you know uh you know, Jerome Powell can literally take his headboard, bash the keyboard, and that's what comes out of the money printer, and that's okay. Well, we we allow that to happen. Uh, basically, his whole thing is, you know, Bitcoin is fixed at a 21 million supply. We know that because of the code. You can audit it. You can read it. You can verify it. And with that, it shows true value of time over time and space. And that's a difficult thing to do. Uh, not get. I think Svetsky's article points out that it's not an easy task, but the strongest become stronger. And that's exactly what we have. It's kind of like the saying, you know, weak men create hard times, hard crimes create um, strong men, strong men create good times, good times creates weak men. But obviously we're sometime between hard men or weak men and hard times. Uh, but I think coming out of this epoch of becoming hyper Bitcoinized and getting on a Bitcoin standard will bring us across that chasm to a much better world and a much better future. Love it. Uh, Svetsky, not, not to fully dox you, but uh, I am pretty sure you have a Latina wife as well, right? And so I, I have a Latina mother. And the wisdom of what my mom has told me has been really like slapping me in the face recently. And she'd always say the same thing. She's like, hold yourself like you are someone that you're proud to be dress well when you go out in public because people are judging you and, you know, speak in such a way that you're not disrespecting your family name. You're not disrespecting yourself. And I feel like that's pretty much what we're saying here. It's like, look, guys, I say constantly on the show, you are a walking billboard for Bitcoin. 
and you don't need to go out there and and you know screech about Bitcoin. It's just live a life that other people would want to live. And as we move farther into the demise of fiat, people are going to look to you and be like, yo, uh, how is he living good right now? How is he still optimistic and happy when the world is crumbling around you? So I'm guessing uh, TLDR, that's pretty much what Svetsky's saying. Just a little more toxic, maybe. Yeah, I mean, just be a, be a fucking example, man. Like, you know, the, the, the you know, talk is cheap. Um, I... No, I mean, we're, we're all guilty of like talking more than we do at times. Uh, you know, this this year I've been really, really, really busy, like working a whole lot of things, whether it's on the Spirit of Satoshi stuff, whether it's um, writing, whether it's the Bitcoin Times, uh, whether it's the Bushido book. I've got a couple other projects coming up, you know, one that's involved in Nostra. Like, dude, I'm just like fucking hustling and working, hustling and working. And I want my life to be an example of... Um, someone who who didn't just sort of like i don't know sometimes I, you know you go into the death pit right the comments on social media and like social media commenters are the strangest you know form of creatures on the planet like i was literally reading one yesterday with um with one that was just hilarious some guy like was posting that um oh man something about like how you know leadership in um like it was to do with like marriage. He was like a marriage uh, coach guy. And, you know, he was saying like, you know, how, how you show up as a man, you know, and, and the frame you represent, um, you know, your, your wife will sort of mirror and reflect that. And the guy underneath him was like, oh, no, that's impossible with women today, blah, blah, blah. And the guy's like, you know, uh, what would it take? Like, you know, he was using a bit of NLP. He's like, what would it take for you to, you know, prove your own statement wrong? And the guy's like, well, no, I actually have an amazing wife, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, he, like, he makes them the opposite point. So the guy, like, underneath that, he says, he goes, I'm, like, he goes, I'm, I can't understand what the fuck you mean. So he goes, in one breath, you're saying that you and I are lucky enough to have incredible women, but everybody else is fucked. He's like, what's wrong with you? And, like, I don't know, man. It's, like, we, we have more of uh, an impact on the world then we know, and that's a Jordan Peter-esque idea. It's like, you know, you clean your room and you um, you do something on the planet and it actually has an effect on the people around you, the community around you, and that actually impacts the world fundamentally. And, you know, being, being an example of some sort uh, is going to, I don't know, it's, it's just going to, it's going to mean a hundred times more than anything you fucking said on Twitter and anything you, you know, said on social media or any of that sort of stuff, notwithstanding that sometimes does have power because it, you know, might wake people up. It might, you know, you know, a couple words might string some people, uh, along a path. But anyway, I think your mom's wisdom is fantastic. And yeah, it's a simpler way of saying what I'm trying to say here with, um, with the imperative to become excellent, uh, in, every aspect of your life that you can possibly become excellent in. Love it. Hold on. All right, guys, I think we can uh, sum this up by a very simple phrase that I'm sure you guys have all heard, you know, actions speak louder than words. And, and you are a walking billboard for this message, this movement of being a Bitcoiner, of, of living the best life possible, of breaking out of the fiat framework. And I think just to sum this up, shouts out to Jay Thoreau. He got one more quote from your article. And guys, go read it. Go mm-hmm. to, go to uh, Bitcoin Times, 
Substack, Svetsky Substack, and read the whole article, and you guys are going to thoroughly enjoy it. And if you haven't read the Bitcoin Remnant, maybe read the Remnant first and then read Uber Money. But one last quote, guys, before we end this show. Svetsy goes, this is the same reason why I like to think of it as Uber money. Bitcoin is a framework for excellence and excellence is the soil from which the Ubermans shall spring. <laughs> Couldn't have summed it up better, guys. Live a good life. Get yourself to your best condition. And it's going to be almost impossible for you not to win. So continue to stack, guys. Continue to live better. This is the way. This is the only way forward. Anyways, Alex... Really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much. Where can people find you? What are you working on? What do you want the audience to check out? Uh, I, I would love everybody to go and support the Bitcoin Times. Uh, myself and um, and Luke Mikic, young Luke, are working on it. And we print 2,100 of each edition every year. Um, so it's limited edition collectible. Uh, where the fuck is it? I've got some copies here. Let me show you. So you'll notice on the back here, there is, they're numbered. So I have issue number one of 2100, of course, because that's gonna be mine forever. But, um, you know, this is last year's edition with Seyfedeen, uh, Pierre Richard, Michael Goldstein, etc. That was the Austrian edition. That was the year before, The New Hope, Tom Estrella, Alan Farrington and others. This was the Legend of Prometheus edition three, Parker Lewis, uh, Jeff Booth, and Giacomo, Jimmy song and all the greats. So each year it's like, it's, it's the best of the best. It's an invitation only. And yeah, this is like a proper thick, like uh, 14 point print uh, in terms of the cover. And um, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. 2,100 of them. You can pre-order now and I'll give you guys actually a code. Fuck it. If you use the code energy, you'll get 40,000 sats off bitcointimes.io. That's what I would love people to go and support. And, um, and other than that, I mean, I'm sure everyone here has got me on Twitter. Hit me up there, if anything. Love it. Well, appreciate it, bro. Uh, can't wait to bring you on. Maybe do a longer form episode. And Chris, uh, I think we'll just be seeing you back on Simply More and More as Nico keeps tapping you to come on the show. But Chris, really appreciate it, bro. Thanks for showing up today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, pleasure. Let's go. All right, guys. Let me pull you guys behind the scenes. You already know the deal. Like, subscribe, share. Spread all Bitcoin signal. It's not just about simply Bitcoin. It's about getting this message out there to the world and making sure that we are propagating the memes in any way possible. Life is memes. Memes is life. All we are doing here is incepting the ideas of freedom, of freedom money, of living an excellent life. And you do that on the Bitcoin standard. Anyways, guys, we will see you tomorrow. I'm almost positive Nika will be back tomorrow unless some other thing from life pops up. I'm pretty sure we're going to be talking about this Elizabeth Warren stuff that we all been hearing about, the attacks on Bitcoin. Do not get it mistaken. We are in the then they fight you stage. Guys, make sure you are taking Bitcoin into self-custody. Do not leave your Bitcoin on exchanges. And then, of course, continue to spread the good word of Bitcoin. Until next time, guys, I will see you. Peace out.